Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. I do podcast episode 19. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? 
Email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. We're excited to introduce our guest today, Adam Bornstein. Hey, Adam. Hey. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? I'm doing great. Adam is a New York Times bestselling author and an award-winning fitness and nutrition journalist and editor. Named one of the most influential people in health, Bornstein is the CEO and founder of Born Fitness. Previously, he was the editorial director for Livestrong.com and the fitness editor for Men's Health Magazine. Bornstein has articles featured in publications such as the New York Times, ESPN the Magazine, Forbes, and Fast Company. He is also a contributor to Shape and has a monthly column in Men's Fitness Magazine called Learn It. Bornstein has appeared on Good Morning America, The Early Show, and E! We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their fitness and relationships. Well, I think it all gets back to really asking the right questions. I've I've been in this position where I've been in health and fitness, if you will, for a while, but health and fitness is so much a part of lifestyle because your health and fitness all fits into uh, whatever it is that your own structure of your life is. And and I think a lot of people uh, come at fitness or come at health in different ways. And, And by that, it means that you can't take this cookie cutter approach. There are a lot of things that work for fitness. There are a lot of things that work for diet. There's a lot of different variations of what healthy means. And I think so much of what my job is, whether it's in writing books or creating magazine articles or working with people one-on-one, which is something that I do, especially in the online space, is kind of meeting people where they are and trying to understand why they have certain issues or certain problems with achieving the type of body that they want or eating the foods that they want to enjoy or essentially having a little bit more flexibility and freedom. That's ultimately what it comes down to. Most people feel that living a, a healthy lifestyle has to be you know, very exclusive. It's cumbersome. It's difficult. And, and I don't think it has to be that way. I've, I've seen it over and over again working with thousands of people, you know, reaching millions of people through content I've created that if you can almost flip the script and help people understand the way that fitness or health can fit within their lifestyle rather than fighting against it, that's almost uh, cracking that code. That's kind of the holy grail to me uh, of health and fitness, which is taking what we know works and then adapting it on an individual, on an individual level and then allowing people to take it from there. And it's, uh, it's something that I enjoy quite a bit. Excellent. Well, so much a part of people's lifestyles is the relationships they're in, which leads us into today's topic in couples, fitness, and working out with your partner. And we all know, as you've already mentioned, that working out, eating healthy is is good for your lifestyle. But is it true that couples that sweat together stay together? Uh, It's funny. I, I think that if it comes down to actually having to sweat together as in doing the same activity it's it's not a necessity per se i think if it's a priority for both people it is important and that just gets down to the the aspect of having similarities in in any type of relationship that you you want to have that commonality and things that you can share and i think that there's no one who will really disagree that being healthy is important it's it's extremely important so if 
you can either enjoy that together because you're both fit or you both enjoy activity, or you can enjoy it together because one person enjoys fitness and the other doesn't, but you're able to bring them into it by finding a kind of a common ground or, or making it more fun by doing an activity together. Uh, ultimately, what it's going to do is it's going to help you become closer. It's going to give you something that you can do together, and it's going to make you both healthy, which is going to help out your life in many ways. I think what some people misunderstand is a need to do all of those activities together. Uh, you know, you can pick and choose your activities. You know, one person's hobby doesn't have to become another. It's just that there should be a general, I guess, understanding or appreciation of the role that fitness should play within the relationship. And then the ability to go and go ahead and have fun with that and make it something that you can both do together that will add to the relationship rather than add a stress. Have you worked with any couples that felt differently on that and it maybe caused any tension in the relationship? I think when the tension becomes a problem is when uh, pretty much if you look at health and fitness, the only time that it really becomes a problem is when it feels difficult for your life. It's a stressor. It becomes a burden. And I, I work with a lot of couples. So I offer, I've trained people for, uh, it's about 15 years now. And over the last six years, I've done a lot of just uh, couples coaching online from the health and fitness side where I work with couples, whether they're preparing for an event like, like their marriage or whether it's just, you know, a husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend trying to get really fit. You, you try and find that common ground of, you know, what will help people work out together. And when, if I've seen frustration on a couple, it's when you have one individual that needs to be very extreme in their behaviors and that extremist behavior causes a stress on the relationship because what it does is is it creates an uncomfortable situation for one person. So an example would be, you know, if if one person is extremely, uh, I guess, detailed with their diet to the point that they will never eat out at restaurants or they won't ever drink any alcohol. And then the other person loves eating out and, you know, loves just drinking socially in situations. When you create that situation where someone's fitness goals pretty much just cause a rift because of these lifestyle or these personality things that you enjoy, that's when you see a problem. And then it's just, it becomes a matter of splitting the difference, whether it is the, the person with very strict diet giving a little or whether it is the, the other individual being okay if they're not drinking with them but still feeling, uh, feeling free to eat out or, or drink in certain social situations, it's making sure that, you know, the, uh, I guess, the lifestyle choices of one don't completely envelop the others. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it, it's never really an issue in, in any relationship. You know, not all hobbies have to be completely shared, but they should be understood. And, and appreciate it. And like I said, the, the great thing about fitness or food, and, and food really fits in that diet, is that it's something that's very shareable. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm married and, you know, I love doing activities with my wife, but I refuse at this point if, if I can prevent it to go to the gym with my wife. I love <laughs> listening to the gym, but I won't go with her because when I'm in the gym, that's my time to, to de-stress. That's my time to lift some heavy weights uh, if I've got any anger, I'm going to take it out there. And when I'm around my wife, uh, she's the most fun human in the world. I just want to play around with her. I just want to joke. I can't treat the gym 
I can't create that gym environment that I want to create when my wife is there. So if we want to go for a hike, if we want to play sports, if we've, you know, we've done martial arts or Krav Maga together, like something that's fun and active and aggressive, that's fine. But in the gym, it's the worst possible thing because on one hand, (laughs) she will like literally just completely take me out of the mindset. And then two, because I have this background in fitness, I'll be like trying to tweak her form or tell her to do things. And she's like, seriously, stop being that guy. Please (laughs) stop being that guy. And uh, that's the one environment. And we we recognize that. So it's like, you know, she can go to the gym on her own. I can go to the gym on on my own. and, And it works for us. And it's good to kind of have it's it's like it's your time for you to de-stress like you're saying and and for yourself. So it's it's good to have those things that you do for yourself. Yeah, I think you know it's probably something that you both have you know touch on a lot when you discuss this that you know I guess when it comes to relationships it's it's so important that you have those things that you share, you have those things that you understand, but then you have those things that you understand but you do separately. All too often, you almost get you can get too much involved in one another's lives, where you know there's this almost sense of self that you can't lose within the confines of a relationship. You know, my background is so much in psychology, and from that psychological standpoint, is that we're always adding layers to our lives. You know, when we are discovering ourselves, you know, you're discovering the you. You're trying to have this self-actualization, and as you add a significant other or you get married, you then have, you are still have to have yourself, but then you also have to have yourself plus your significant other. So there's the we. So you have to learn how to be, you know, a, a spouse in a situation. But what often, what happens sometimes is that as you are working on becoming a spouse, because that moment that you get married, it's almost like your, your, your relationship is in an infancy. So you're learning to crawl in that relationship. You forget to keep on walking as an individual. And the same thing happens then when uh, I work with a lot of parents, especially moms, when they're trying to, you know, get back in shape after having a child. It's the same thing. You add a child to the situation, and then suddenly your whole life is about that child, but then you still have to remember to nurture the relationship between you and your significant other, and you still have to make sure that you nurture that that sense of self as well. And I, and I think that's where, you know, this health and fitness aspect can play into it, where you find a way to nurture it within the confines of the relationship. But if need be, especially if it's something that you do as a hobby, you make sure that if that was something that you always did for yourself, that you still find a way that you can do it for yourself because that shouldn't change. You should always be able to have that me time, even if it is fitness. Excellent. And we talked about some of the benefits of working out uh, together. And one of the ones you mentioned in your article is improve the efficiency of your workouts. Yeah, I think there are a lot of ways that you can can look at, you know, what that efficiency is. But, you know, for me, it's a matter that, you know, a lot of people who go in to the gym don't necessarily go in with a plan or, you know, it becomes somewhat of a, of a social event. And when you go in with a significant other, when you do, uh, you know, something together, one, it just allows you to both get that activity into the day rather than both of you having to do it separately. If you're doing a workout together, it's a very easy way that, you know, when two people are working out together, whether it's supersetting exercises, whether it's combining it with little challenges where you set a timer for 10 minutes and you're almost competing against one another, you know, to see who can perform the most reps or sets of an exercise. And what that does is when you view it from the two of you competing with each other or against each other, it elevates the intensity of a workout because it's fun, because it's interactive. And the 
the place where most people fall short with their workouts for a variety of reasons really is intensity. It's, it, you know, working out, exercise, health, it's not necessarily a quantity thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's an issue of quality. And the quality usually isn't good because most people uh, find workouts to be drudgery or, you know, just not something that they want to do, but they do it because they have to. Right. And if you do it because you want to, because it's something fun that you're doing with your significant other, and then you can find ways by playing off each other to increase that intensity, even if it is a shorter workout, the, the effectiveness is much more efficient. So you are accomplishing the, the primary goal of intensity and enjoyment just by doing it uh, with, with someone who you love and you enjoy doing it with. That's great. And it's also a little bit of a, it can be a bonding time too. You know, you come closer together and, and if you enjoy it together and maybe you have the same level of intensity, it, it can be a really good thing. It can be a tremendous thing. I mean, you, you pretty much couldn't have explained it any better. I mean, when you start doing something with someone you really like, you almost have, a, it's almost like this magnetic effect. And by magnets, I'm talking about two things that just end up attracting one another. So if you do anything with your significant other, the likelihood of that activity becoming more enjoyable is enhanced because you're doing it with someone that you like to be around. And if fitness is this thing that is difficult for one or both of you, the mere act of doing it together can make it more enjoyable. And for that reason alone, sometimes it's just, it's a good way to kind of to break in or start together or help each other achieve your goals. Be because you know if you're doing it with someone you like, you're more likely to like that activity. Yeah, and and I think it all comes back to shared experience too. We're talking about working out here, but we've interviewed people where it's you go on an adventure, you go skydiving together, and that brings you closer. So, like the shared experience, definitely. Well, what's one thing couples uh, struggle with in their relationship that, that you come across when it comes to health and fitness? It's usually if one person isn't supportive of the other person's goals. So while there's plenty of situations where I'll work with people together, uh, what, what's difficult is if only one person is trying to get in shape or you have the individual, you know, it works both ways where let's say, you know, the husband is in shape or healthy without trying and, you know, the wife has, you know, weight that she wants to lose or vice versa. You know, the, the husband is, you know, really struggling to to lose weight or, or make fitness part of his life and, and the wife loves going to the gym six times a week and just can't understand why, you know, you know the, the husband isn't able to make time or, or find ways to enjoy. And it, it's really bridging that gap of, of not resenting someone because they don't have the same struggles because it can be tough. You know, I've drawn the parallel many times, even wrote, you know, an article about it that, you know, finding a workout or a diet approach is very much like the dating process. And by that, I mean, there's a lot of trial and error because there are so many different things that work in diet and fitness, but so much of it is, is personalized. You know, the, the, the frequency of which you eat your meals, the type of workouts that you do, the frequency with which you need to work out. You know, some people need to work out three days a week and they're going to be great. Some people need to work out more often than that. Some people like to have large meals and it satisfies them. Some people need to, you know, graze and have six small meals a day. And all these different things that I'm mentioning actually work. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, misunderstanding that, you know, you just have to follow this, this one path. You have to eat more frequently or you can't eat big meals or you must do cardio or you must lift weights. A lot of different things work. 
But oftentimes the way to find out what works best for you is starting by with what you enjoy, but then kind of trying out a bunch of different routines and seeing what really seems to be most effective for you. And that's a frustrating process. It's a frustrating process when if you're doing the same thing as your significant other and they're seeing great success and you're not, not wanting to just quit or resent them or feel or feel bad or almost sabotage them so that they can join you in the difficulty <laughs> you're having. You don't do it on purpose, but it, it, right. this is human nature. And, and I think that's where the, where the difficulty is. One person has an easier time or, or if it's just not a priority for them, you want that support. If they're trying to eat healthier and then you're just bringing snack foods in or you're trying to make that 30 minutes, you know, a few times a week to, to just get fitness in. And then constantly when you, you know, that individual has to go to the gym or do something at home, the other person is saying, no, don't go, don't do that. Stay with me. And, and, and it's a difficult balance because your significant other it should always be top priority. I tell everyone if there's ever, you know, a, a choice between me having to choose between my wife and the gym, it's no contest. It's my wife every single time, even if that means that, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll go weeks without, you know, the gym because if certain priorities have to be reordered, uh, you know, you, you should know where those priorities rank. But the problems arise if something that is a priority to you as an individual, like taking care of your health is constantly pushed to the wayside. You need that support. And then when you have that support, it makes you more accountable. It makes you feel better about it. So it's just making sure that oftentimes with anything in a relationship, communication is so important. Communication and transparency is the backbone of, you know, pretty much any relationship. So if something's important to you, such as, as your fitness, I think it's really important to communicate that so that you can find a way that your significant other can support it in a way that they are comfortable as well. And then you get the feedback that you need to, to push forward with your goals. Do you have any advice for maybe the person that is not feeling supported? They're working out at the gym and, and they're doing their routine and they're, they're not feeling supported. And maybe they feel that their husband or wife should maybe get a little bit more healthy. Is there any tips to maybe talking about that or how to maybe encourage that other partner to come to the gym with them? Maybe not work out with them, but at least come to the gym and, and get a little more healthy? It's one of those tough situations. And I think it always comes down to, you put it in a context of wanting to share it with someone rather than to point out a flaw. We're all very sensitive, and we want to believe that in the right mindset we can take criticism or feedback the right way, but something like your health or your self-perception, it's it's difficult because if someone's saying, hey, I want you to go to the gym with me, they're, they're clearly not saying, I think you're you're ugly or you're fat. It's that, you know, they're, they're going ahead and saying that I care about you, and I want to make sure that that you're okay, and I know that this is important, and I want you to be involved with this with me, but bringing that up, uh, oftentimes the easiest way to do it is just talking about wanting it to be a shared experience. And everyone will know their partner as best as possible. Everyone's got different levels of to, to which how blunt they can be in their communication. And, you know, that that's going to be your own personal style of knowing how to communicate. But if you know that it is a, a sensitive topic or if you know that it's one that has resistance, the, the best way to always start is about making it a shared experience. It gets back to everything we were talking about. You know, in within the confines of a relationship, you need to have things that are your own. But sometimes the best way to bring someone into something that you want to share with them or you feel is important to them is to bring it from the context of this is something that I really love and I would love if you did it with me. 
I would love if I made you a part of it. And then, then it's more about sharing the experience. It's more about letting them understand you a little bit better, giving you, giving them a piece of you that, that you enjoy. And, and that becomes a much more acceptable starting point. And, and you can kind of go from there. Absolutely. A shared experience. And that's something everyone can relate to and uh, in, a, in a great way to start that conversation. Now we are going into the his and her round where Sarah and I each ask a question that's on our minds. Sarah's up first. <laughs> okay. Well, we're getting married this year. And of course, as uh, I think any most brides are, they want to look great in their dress. Is there any... Um, any tips you have for brides out there that are getting ready or training for their wedding? Well, first of all, congratulations. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> thank you. Extremely exciting. I'm, I'm pretty sure that if my wife could get married every year, she would just because she enjoys <laughs> the big party of getting everyone together. Uh-huh. I, I think she forgets the the process of putting together yeah. the wedding, but <laughs> the wedding itself uh, was, was a lot of fun. I, I think the biggest mistake if if I want to put it that you know that brides make are almost looking at fitness too myopically and that is that they get really focused on one thing or another that like I have to you know cut down on my diet so extreme or I have to do all this cardio and it's just it's a burden it always look for that minimum effective dose of you know what's going to keep you happy healthy sane and making this an enjoyable process because like the entire process of preparing for your wedding should be enjoyed. And I say that because there's so many stressors that can get involved with, with planning and family and, you know, have, having been there and, and, and seen it with the siblings and friends, you know, you want the, the, some of the best advice is like you want to enjoy everything about that process as much as possible because the whole process is about the greatest thing. It's about the, the fact that you want to finally marry this person and then right. and that you're going to share this together. So you don't want the, the getting ready for it to be, a burden where you look back and it was like, yeah, it was great, but man, did it suck following that diet and having to go to the gym the entire time. So, so you want to find that minimum effective dose. And if there's something that I recommend, to, especially to most women, because they they get stuck in a certain mindset, it's that uh, don't be afraid of lifting weights, especially if you want to look a certain way. Lifting weights does not make women bulky. It is far more effective than cardio at at burning fat, at charging up metabolism, and creating the type of changes in your body that, that women want. Now, that's not to say if you love cardio, if it's something you do, make that a part of your plan without a doubt. But if, if you want to see the best results, the most efficient way possible, in some way, shape, or form, whether it's just with bodyweight exercises, whether it's weights, whether it's machines, find what you're comfortable with, incorporate that. Even just as little as two to three days a week, and you will be very, very surprised by how much your body changes. It's when, when people come in and work with me, whether it's, even when, when it's couples, you know, there's this mentality of cardio equals fat loss. And nothing could be farther from the truth. You know, it's been my life now researching this stuff. And there's a, a recent study that essentially showed eight minutes of intense, you know, weight training. So doing a, a circuit, if you will, where you cycle through a couple exercises burns more calories than... 30 minutes slogging away on a treadmill. So it, it just gives you, and that's just within the workout itself. So it gives you just this comparative sense of we all, especially when you're preparing for a wedding, have a lot of time demands, a lot of needs. And, and one of them is that you want to look great for your wedding. And I want everyone to look great for the wedding and, and feel comfortable and confident. So you want to make sure that each time that you 
spend effort looking better so that you can feel better and really enjoy that day, that, you know, that, that no time is wasted and that there's no reason to be fearful or, or, or hesitant of, you know, uh, doing some weight training. And the, the results, they never do let anyone else. The, the fear of what they will create is never on par with what it actually delivers. I think it can kind of be uh, the saying, work, what is it, work smarter, not harder. So yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, my question, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I am definitely of the extreme camp where I, I take everything to the extreme and, and no differently in, in working out. And so my question is, how does a partner deal with a significant other who is taking their diet or they're working out to the extreme? I think it all it all comes down to one you you, you talk about it openly. You, you never want anything to kind of build up if you know either you are frustrated that someone isn't you know that your significant other isn't joining you in your extremist behavior or the other the significant other is upset because of those behaviors. And, and I think it's just getting on a level ground where if that's the way that you choose to live your life and that's what makes you happy. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to do it as long as it doesn't impinge on your lifestyle together. If it prevents you from doing things that you love doing together, if it prevents your significant other from doing some of the things that she loves, that's what you don't want it to do. Like you, There has to be, like I said, that's where you draw that fine line between that, that sense of self and that sense of togetherness that, that we. You can still have that sense of self where you are controlling and doing things to extreme, and, and that's what makes you happy, but just be aware that when you're doing that in, in the confines of being together, that it doesn't create unhappiness in any of those situations. And I, I legitimately have experienced it myself, I've seen it enough times, it's just a communication thing. As long as you know the comfort level of your significant other and they understand how important something is to you, because this is that, you know, that give and take of any relationship is... Yeah, part of compromise is understanding that you know you give in on some things when it's really important to the you know to your significant other, and then you know there's that give and take where you know it's all in all situations usually you know one of the things is going to be more important to someone than the other. And if like you being really extreme in your dietary behaviors or the fitness behaviors is really important to you, but it really doesn't matter so much to your significant other as long as there's an understanding of that. Uh, I don't find that it's a problem. It's when it's never discussed. It's whether it was when it infiltrates life and takes over and controls everything. So that's when it becomes a problem. If you're preventing your significant other from eating certain foods or from doing certain behaviors or having time to herself, that's that's the only problem that it really creates. Excellent advice. And, and like so many things, with all the experts we have on, it, it really comes down to communication, and, and this is no different. Yeah, it's... It, it's funny because some laws of relationships are universal no matter what the topic is. And uh, that, that communication one really is uh, a big one. Yeah, huge. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Adam, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I am always ready. Let's do this. All right. What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their health and fitness? 
Uh, it's going to sound ridiculous, but uh, tell the person that, that you love them and you think that they look great. I, I can't tell you how many couples come to me from a standpoint of thinking that they need to, to do something extreme or change things up because they feel that the significant other no longer finds them attractive or sexy or whatever it may be when I, I've never found that to be the case. When, when a significant other wants you to, to exercise, it's usually for general health reasons. It's usually for sharing it together. It's usually because, like, there's some aspect of, of laziness or something that someone used to love to do. There's a lot of cases where, you know, when they first met someone was really active and as they get older, they stop being active and it's, they, they stop doing the things that they love. And the, the simplest thing that you can do to improve your health is just remind that significant other that you love the way that they look. And what that does is it motivates and takes that pressure off. It makes it easier to go and do exercise without that, you know, kind of the, uh, I guess the, the not so good reason of just doing it for vanity, right. which, you know, we, we all have vanity within us and, and that's fine. And you want, everyone wants to look good and to feel good, but uh, at the most basic level of relationship, uh, you know, the, the love and the compassion shouldn't be based on that. And as long as you remove that pressure, it's a lot easier to, to exercise and be fit. Is there a book or resource on health and fitness that you could recommend for couples? Um, I don't know if there's any one that any book that is specifically been done for couples with health and fitness. There are lots of health and fitness books that that I could recommend, but I think will be better would be to put it in context of like figuring out how to you know handle these uh, not necessarily arguments, but the, the debates that might arise of finding a perfect blend of what makes people happy. And it's uh, it's something that I recommend with the different couples that I work with and it has to do more with the communication styles and uh, a book that I do love is it's the seven principles of making marriage work mm-hmm. by John Gottman. And it's, it's a great book because it's, it's very open about how sometimes you're just not going to see eye to eye. You're going to argue, you're going to have differences. You're going to have things that you're going to want to do on your own and kind of bridging the gap between doing things on your own and, yeah, and doing things as a couple that whether it's fitness, whether it's, you know, whatever it might be, uh, it takes a very realistic view on what it takes to make a relationship work and the things that you will experience in the context of a relationship. So I think because, as we said, communication is so much more important to this than any one style of, of fitness or diet, I, I think that book would be much more helpful in terms of navigating whatever arguments could arise in your situation as opposed to uh, trying to be dogmatic in uh, which style of fitness you should follow. That's perfect, Adam. Um, that book will be on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com, and our listeners can go there and check out that book you just recommended. Excellent. And we're getting married this year, like we mentioned earlier. Is there any advice you would give to engaged couples or newlyweds? I, I, w- I would say make, make it a challenge and do it together. Um, it was, you know... I say, and I mentioned earlier that I don't like going to the gym with my wife, but when we were preparing for our wedding, we definitely made it a challenge that we did it together and we held each other accountable. Uh, Accountability and consistency are the two biggest things that separate a successful weight loss or a successful fitness plan from one that isn't. So if you have a partner to to keep you on track, that's why I do it. Reward each other. You know, it, it can be if you go to the gym three times a week, you go and you share a special date night or you get something from one another 
And that support that you get, especially because you're both working towards something that you're going to share together, uh, is invaluable and, and it's fun. So, it, you know, while it might sound counterintuitive, what I suggested, some of the most fun I ever had is when we were both <laughs> uh, preparing for our wedding. And it was it was just a blast because it just it made everything building up to that day uh, even more fun. If you could give one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Um, a, a lot of times we try and spend so much time trying to make our significant other happy that, you know, oftentimes we're always trying to, to search for answers or, or, or do things. And that's important. You know, you know act, the whole actions speak louder than words. But if, if I've found anything, especially in my own relationship, it's that sometimes your, your significant other just wants you to be there to listen. You don't have to be there to solve everything. They just want someone who's there to listen and understand where they're coming from and, and be, you know, an ear to listen to, a shoulder to cry on, and, and someone who they know has their back. So if I can tell anyone anything, it's just never stop listening and never feel that just because you're listening that you need to then come with, up with a solution because sometimes the solution is just being there in the first place. Well, that's great. Listening, and it's, it's simple but yet so powerful. So we love it. Well, we've really enjoyed hearing all your advice you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by telling our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Excellent. Well, you can always find me at my site, which is bornfitness.com. If you are interested in uh, any type of couples training, I do have a program called Fit Together. It's a clever little play on words, and it's such where I help train couples for any event, and they get to do programs together. And I am also a frequenter of the Twitterverse. So you can find me at the same place on Twitter. I answer people's questions on there all the time. My handle is Born Fitness, same as the brand. Our listeners can find all the information and links of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. Thank you very much for all the generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today, Adam. Thank you so much, Sarah and Chase. Thank you as well. I really appreciate it being here. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com